coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Who's the saddest Pokemon? It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Matt Acevedo. We've got a good show for you today. We're going to be talking about the news from the week, including Pokemon Sword and Shield Direct. And then on Thursday, uh, come back for that, because Mark Mitchell and I are going to discuss uh, Zelda II, The Adventures of Link. But wait a minute, Matt. Yeah. First of all, how are you? I'm fantastic. Another week, another pile of news to dive into. So much news to dive into. It really is, man. It's going to be fantastic. Now, normal listeners might, might be wondering, what's going on? Why, why, is, why is Matt here? Why, where is Mark, they may say. Where is Mark? W- well, he, look, Mark's he, not here. He's not here, and that's all that matters. I'm here right now, and we're going to have a good time, you know? You are in good hands. Yeah. Because Matt knows his Nintendo. I do. I do. It's, uh, I don't have many people to talk about it, so uh, I'm very excited to be here to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, so we, we will we'll get to all of that in a minute, um, but first, just a little bit of housekeeping. First of all, if you would like to borrow my copy of Sonic Forces, you can do that. All you have to do is my copy of Sonic Forces on Switch. Right, all, you right. got, all you got to do is email us your mailing address. Mm-hmm. Uh, send an email to Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. Thank you, Matt. I got you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, we didn't talk about it. <laughs> but you got it. I listen to the podcast. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> uh, and then you can, you can get my copy of this game, and you can play it for as long as you want, and then send it back. That's awesome. Is it, have you, do you know where it is right now? Like, do you know who has it? Has it been... How long? When was the last time you were able? When's to When's the last it? time I saw it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I saw it two weeks ago. I oh. be- I believe Lizzie has it right now. Oh, that's fantastic! What oh. up, Lizzie? <laughs> what up? I hope you're enjoying that. Enjoy that Hoobastank. Oh, hoop! There's Hoobastank in there. They do the they do the song. In there. They do the Hoobastank is the one who does. I, I forgot. I don't. I don't. It's not Infinity, but it's it's one of the it's Fist Bump. They do oh. Fist Bump. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. I, for a second, uh, the. What is your favorite song from Sonic the Hedgehog? <laughs> oh, man. My favorite song has got to be uh, City Escape from Battle Adventure 2. Yeah. It's uh, so good. Sonic Heroes for me. Just like the... the Sonic like, Heroes. Yeah. yeah it's just so good. <laughs> <laughs> the Sonic soundtracks are pretty awesome. Are very nice. Um, but you can borrow my copy of this game. Just email us, Nintendo Cartridge Society at gmail.com. Um, uh, just a programming note for the rest of the month. Uh, we are talking about weird retro sequels all month, and these are all episodes that Mark is on. Uh, we have them in the can already. So um, this Thursday, we're going to be talking about Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link. The next week is Super Mario Land 2, Six Golden Coins. Uh, the week after that is Zoda's Revenge, Star Tropics 2. And wow. the week, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Wow, that's a deep cut. It is a super <laughs> deep cut and not a great game. Uh, and then the week after that is Castlevania 2, Simon's quest so play along with those and email us your thoughts if you have any and we will talk about them on this show um That's great. Uh, and then matt one more thing one more thing before we uh dive into the the show proper we've got a little bit of a debug from last week okay um so uh we were talking about games uh, game boy games that deserve the Link's awakening treatment Oh, that's right. To be remade and, you know, but really just like a graphical upgrade. Other than that, just like it's the same game. Right. All right. Um, and I was talking about the Game Boy Mega Man games. 
mm-hmm. because those they've never been collected as far as I know, and uh, they're just more Mega Man games. Why don't we have access to more Mega Man games? Yeah. Uh, and Mark said to me, uh, hey, uh, have those been released on the 3DS Virtual Console? And I was like, I don't think so. Oh, they, def- they definitely have been. They definitely have. Yeah. That was pointed out to us on uh, Twitter by a listener at, uh, let's see, Al Borland Canada at Borland Corp. So thanks for pointing that out. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, like, and I, I remember downloading those too because they're incredibly hard, man. They're harder they're, than I remember. They're real tough. I remember downloading I'm like, I can't wait. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is... This is tough. Oh my god, what am I gonna do? <laughs> um, and then uh, just a, a second Mega Man related thing. Um, we uh, are a listener counting expert at counting expert tweeted us to point out that the uh, Mega Man soundtracks that appeared on Spotify as part of the big like Capcom music dump. Hmm. Um, are you aware of this? That Capcom I didn't know that Capcom put a ton of soundtracks up on Spotify uh, like a, um, a couple weeks ago. Um, just like a hundred of them or something like that oh i had no idea that's incredible i want everyone to i want nintendo to do that i know yeah. microsoft kind of kind of does uh do they i think I know are they Halo's better about it yeah, yeah you, you can find like or maybe it's like the string orchestra maybe it's not the official one maybe sure like, yeah yeah um but the the Mega Man ones include two different versions of of every song there's like the regular 8-bit version and then there's like a fully arranged like electronic version of all all the tracks for Mega Man 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6. Um, and uh, Counting Expert had asked, hey, what's the deal with this? Uh, and those arrangements are from the uh, Rockman Complete Works, which is a collection of the Mega Man games uh, that only released in Japan on PlayStation. And wow. Yeah. So they, they had like, you know, some updated graphics um, just for like health bars and menus and stuff. Uh, and then they were released here in the States as individual games uh on just regular playstation so that's where those other uh tracks the, those incredible. other arrangements I come had from no idea i had to do some research yeah i had to really huge. go to, i had uh mega man 3 on mega man 3 for playstation on my vita at one point wow um which you know was playing those rearranged tracks at me and i had forgotten all about it sometimes you kind of just like it just kind of you know goes subliminal subliminally into your head and you're like uh, this sounds like the regular thing, but then it's oh no, this is uh, this is new. This is yeah, new. especially on a handheld where yeah, like exactly. you're probably playing at low volume or like yeah, you know, you're trying you're trying to be hidden. That's super cool, man. I I want more video game uh soundtracks on Spotify. Like like I yeah, let's get them all up there. Yeah, I I honestly look for them all the time. Like I have a acapella version of Jump Up Superstar on on my on my uh playlist because like you know there's no original one on there. Now Mark and I talked about this at some point, mm. but I thought one of the smartest things that nintendo could do with the uh like switch online app would be if they just dumped all of the music from the games that you're playing onto that thing you know how like you collect songs in smash brothers yeah and you can play them on your switch i should be able to play those on my phone that would be so incredible if you could use the app that's like give me a reason to use this app give me I'm a not reason using it. i'm not using it right now uh that would be incredible and you could just blast it could turn into your own little you know, radio, your Nintendo radio is through the app. I think that's such a great idea, man. Yeah. And you, I never need to use Spotify again. That's all I want. That's, that's all, all I, I want to listen to. Yeah. Yeah. My girl would be like, can we change it to something else? All right. Here's some Kirby. You know? <laughs> <laughs> all right, Matt, let's get into what we've been playing this week. Okay. So uh, you mentioned to me that you've been playing a mm-hmm. little game. A little game from a company 
that mm-hmm. you might heard of heard of mm-hmm. called Ubisoft Canada. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> is it a Canadian game? I, I didn't realize. Uh, yeah, the Ubisoft Canada is is mm. the developer. So I, I guess technically it's a Canadian game, but uh, we were talking about Starlink Battle for Atlas for the Nintendo Switch. Yes. Yeah. Uh, t- so did you get into Starlink when it was released, or why why are you playing it now? I actually I didn't get it until Black Friday. I got it on for like forty dollars with a Star Fox set. Yeah, um, smart. Because you know, I want that Star Fox, the R wing, uh, you know, it's toy. It's so nice. It's really nice. It's 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 a great addition to, to the collection. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I got it then, but I didn't really start playing it because I got distracted with like Pokemon and smash and no one was talking about this game right uh until like i kind of beat world of light and i was like it's time to choose <laughs> something new so right. I, I i took the full plunge into starlink and it's such a great game yeah it's so fun it's no man's sky that's it feels like a faster paced no man's sky um and, and it makes more sense and uh like it's <laughs> It's, yeah, it really does. Like it, it's like you're. It, I don't know. It, it just makes more sense as a game. Like you know, it's yeah. it's huge and fast. You can, you you can travel from planet to planet, leave atmosphere really easily while you're traveling in hyperspace. You can see space debris and exit hyperspace and like look that look for that space debris and like or you might get raided by like space pirates and like have to fight them off and stuff. Which is always fun. It's so fun. Um, and I just wish that this game got more recognition, man. It's addicting. Uh, now I saw that because uh, I was over at your place last week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to record an episode of the Ultimate Fictional Character Podcast. That's right. Um, which is that out this week? That one just came out. Uh, I guess this is coming out uh, today or this week. So I yes, guess yesterday. It came right. out yesterday. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So you should check out that because uh, Matt and I and uh, Christian Humes uh mm-hmm. talk about who which of these four fictional characters is better. We won't reveal anything else yes all right you gotta listen for yourself you gotta listen <laughs> listen for yourself um but i was over at your your place the other day and i saw that you had a couple of ships for for starlink right? i did not, i did not just the the main one yeah i um you know i in here's what i like all the ships are different like there was one that's defensive one that's like faster one that has a better firepower yeah um and like the toys are all really great if you're a collector if you're a kid i think it's fantastic but if you're someone who just wants to play the game, I feel like the toys are where the game could lose you if you buy it physically. And, yeah. And, and which would be fine if, uh, so if I connect a, a ship, I would expect to have that ship in-game permanently. Um, but there's a time limit on when you have oh. that ship. So every week, you have to reattach the ships, the weapons, and the pilots that you want to use in-game in order to use them. And I find it so tedious because you have to like bring out this huge clunky joy con and then right. switch them all out it's just it's like such a pain in the butt that i stopped even using those and i just use the ones that you start with which is Star Fox, uh another one and then like the fire the ice and then like the barrage weapon because yeah that's all you really need but i just wish that like if you get it digitally you don't have that problem yeah but then you also don't have the cool r link i know uh, our, 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 our wing uh yeah. toy yeah um but yeah i do have all the chips um and they're really fun to play with but like i said i just i just wish to, just let me have them in game man i'm not gonna I don't want to use his toys. Yeah, come you know? on, man. Come I on, man. I'm cool. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Um, so that's to me, that's where like it like, you know, if you get it, I I recommend it going digitally and just pay twenty bucks for the ship. <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially because uh the game uh it keeps getting marked down, right? Yeah, like, which is not a good sign. It's it's not a good sign. I, I don't I don't expect them to I mean, I don't know. That also just sort of happens with Ubisoft games, right? Like yeah. uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey is down to like 40 or 30 bucks now. Yeah. Um, and that was a huge game that came out in like October or something of last year. That so. is true. Um, that's true. And we are getting DLC for it. We're getting a, mm-hmm. a huge Star Fox pack. Um, 
with Wolf's gang. And I'm, I'm really excited about that. Yeah, um, and you get to play as every member of Star Fox. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna play I'm as there. I want to play as disgruntled old Peppy because you know <laughs> like his, his name's Peppy, but he's the opposite of Peppy at all. You know, he's super grumpy. He is the opposite of Peppy. Yeah, he should have uh, like a really upbeat young nephew whose name is Grumpy. Yeah, that'd be that awesome. Would be, that would be perfect. I play that game. I, I ship it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I have been playing uh, three games primarily this week. Um, Ape Out. I picked out, nice. uh, picked up Ape Out last week. Um, after Mark and I were a little bit confused as to what it was. Yeah. Um, uh, I picked it up because it looks great. Uh, and it sounds amazing. You play a gorilla who is breaking out of some kind of cage. He's yeah. in a cage in a building, and the building has tons of dudes with guns. And so the gorilla just has to grab and shove his way through various floors to escape. You're basically Caesar in Rise of the Planet of the Apes. That's or, right. And he's escaping that lab from, uh, you know, Draco Malfoy. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, and the, the soundtrack to this game is incredible. It is like all jazz drumming. Yeah. Um, uh, you mentioned that it's a little bit like the Birdman soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, 100%. Uh, it just feels exciting and energetic the whole time you're doing it. Yeah. Um, so Ape Out gets a strong recommend from me. Um, I'm really, really enjoying it. Um, I also played Delta Rune Chapter One, which is free oh, on Switch if nice. you want to try it out. Um, are you an Undertale guy, Matt? I, yes, I played Undertale, but I haven't done Delta Rune yet. Um, I forgot that it came out online first because it came oh, yeah, out. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and now on it's on Steam, Switch. Yeah. I just mm-hmm. yeah, it came out on Steam, and now it's free on the Switch. And I just haven't gotten around to playing it, but like I love Undertale, so I know I'm gonna love this game so. yeah for whatever reason i had a hard time getting started in undertale so like i wouldn't count myself among like undertale like right if someone said to me patrick are you an undertale guy i'd be like no nah, not, not really it is kind of a slow start um mm-hmm. especially because you're like what is this like you know what like do you don't really understand if like you should be fighting these things or if you should be like befriending them uh yeah but it's once you get like into it it's like really really good um I, I know I will go back to it because I am very much enjoying my experience with Delta Rune so far. Nice. Um, two things I want to say about Delta Rune, and I will leave the rest uh, 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 a mystery because I think the game is better experienced, much like Undertale, um, than explained to you. Yeah. But at the beginning of Delta Rune, uh, you there's a, a little character creator, so you're like swapping out heads and torsos, and like you name a character, um, and then uh, and then the game just goes. Uh, Okay, but that's not you, you. You don't get to play as that character. It tosses it out. It's like you don't get to make choices, <laughs> and, and that that becomes a like weird theme of the game where like it offers you choices and then says no, actually you don't get to make that choice. It's I don't know. It's awesome, and I love the way that because so much of Undertale is like okay, approach this however you want, right? right. Like you can either fight these things or let them live. Yeah. Um, and then this game is almost more like maybe you don't think you maybe you don't have the choices you think you have. Yeah, how did that make you feel? And then it was like kind of at first we were like, "What?" <laughs> like, I mean, I laughed out loud. I was <laughs> I was playing it in my underwear, you know, in the in the living room at like seven o'clock in the morning on a Saturday, um, and laughed out loud to myself. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, there, there's that, and then you're you're paired up very early in the game with another party member who is violent. Um, and will attack your enemies no matter what. Um, and wow. like, uh, so you have to spend a turn warning the enemies to like, no, no, dodge Susie's attacks because she's going to attack you. I've got no control <laughs> oh over my her. Gosh. Um, so I'm really, really liking it. I suggest everyone like, yes, go spend uh, an hour with it. It's free. 
Um, yeah. It's like borrowing Sonic Forces from me, but easier. Do you you didn't beat Undertale, right? So so, but with the amount of time you played with it, do you think you need to play Undertale first before you play? I don't. Room? I don't. I don't think so. I, I think uh, uh, it. I think uh, it serves as like a nice uh, contrast right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but I think the game is uh, uh, you, you you can jump right into it. Um, nice. And it, you know, it doesn't assume that you know uh, Undertale. It it sets itself up and is um, welcoming enough to new players. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, I've also been playing Tetris 99. Oh, I've also been playing Tetris 99. I mean, I'm going to play this game until I die, Matt. It's so addicting. I, and I, I've never, like, I've always liked Tetris, but I've never, like, really gotten into it. Um, not by, I just, I just never did, you know. Sure. Um, but this one's, like, addicting as heck. I've only, the highest I've gotten is seventh place. I haven't gotten first yet because um, I'm having trouble in the top ten. Uh, it's so top fast. ten, it gets real tough. And you when that flight of, of the KOs. bumblebee comes in, yeah, oh yeah, you're like, oh no. <laughs> but it's addicting, and like, it's when I lose, it's not discouraging. Like, no, like because it's it's you know unlike Fortnite for me at least, like Fortnite, you invested so much time. I was like, okay, I'm like playing a 45 minute game. I was like, oh well, well that's over. And like, yeah, no, like to me, it's like you're mm-hmm. you're on the same playing field every single time. I really like that. Yeah. Well, also I get into like a long enough tear in Tetris 99 that like. I forget when one game ends and the next one begins. Yeah, you know? yeah, I totally agree because you just keep going. You're just living that Tetris life, man. Sometimes I think that, uh, like, if I target someone in game in like a game or like then like, and I do a rematch immediately, then like everyone targets me. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh, like does everyone know I targeted somebody? Like, <laughs> yeah, everyone's auto targeting the meanies yeah. who are targeting other people. I'm like, get those guys with badges, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, though, well, that's what we've been playing this week. Let's get into the new releases and what we might be playing next week. Okay, so not a whole lot coming out uh, this week uh, that I wanted to talk about. Let's just run through the titles. Um, on March 5th, that's today, um, RBI Baseball 19. Uh, these are all Switch. Um, Pillar, Unknown Fate, Beat Cop, 12 is Better Than 6, Darkest Hunters, Bard's Gold, and Dark Quest 2. Hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then on Wednesday the 6th, uh, Elevator dot 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 to the moon Turbo Championship Edition uh, comes to Switch. And then on Thursday, March 7th, Braveland Trilogy, Valley, Hard West, Ghoul Boy, and the Arcade Archives Akari Warriors are all coming out on Switch. Akari Warriors is sort of interesting to me. Um, yeah. You know, it's a top-down shooter and is a fun game that I haven't really had access to in a good long time. Yeah. Um, and then on Friday, March 8th, Kirby's Extra Epic Yarn comes to the 3DS. Oh, that comes out this Friday. That comes out this Friday. I never played it on the on the Wii U. Um, on the Wii. On the oh wow oh my gosh it's the Wii. oh it's yeah no this is like a eight or nine year old game at this point uh, did you play it <clears throat> yeah I loved it um, okay because I, I was I wanted to pick up the 3ds version because like I heard good things about it so one of the things that I loved about Kirby's Epic Yarn was uh, my girlfriend and I played it together because it's got that two player simultaneous co op hmm. um, and <clears throat> the game is basically free of fail states like you cannot really lose is it uh, like like Kirby I feel like uh, Kirby Allies was the same but. I found that to it's be... it's it's even a little more extreme than that. That's great. Like there there's no whenever you get hit, you just drop the gems that you're collecting, and okay. when you have zero gems, you just keep going. Cool. Yeah. So the challenge, but at least there, there's still a challenge. The challenge is you want to not get hit. You want to collect as many gems as possible. Because I feel right. like with Kirby Star Allies, I didn't. There was no challenge. Like it was just right. like I guess I'm just gonna get to the end and sometimes find a secret door. Uh, and I felt very <laughs> underwhelmed by Kirby Star Allies, but right. that sounds like something that has. Like, that's why I like the Yoshi games, because mm-hmm. it's not, sure, like, the main levels are easy, but where you want to get complex in it is, it's however the user 
wants it as difficult totally. as Easter wants to be. Totally. It scales to your expectations of the game. Yeah. Right. So, uh, dang. Okay, I'll have to pick that up. Uh, well, so the one thing that uh, I will caution about this version of extra uh, of Epic Yarn is um, it is only single player. You can okay. only play it by yourself. Um, and it does have more content, uh, and there are more like things to buy with the gems that you collect. Um, but I played the majority of this game co-op. And that won't be an option on 3DS. Was it like co-op where you actually played two characters or like... Yep. Oh, that's so great. Yep. Dang. It was like a Kirby uh, and then like a little blue Kirby that had a crown on. Yeah. It was so cute. <laughs> <laughs> God, Kirby's great. I do love Kirby. Uh, also coming out on Friday on the Switch are Assault Android Cactus Plus. That's one game. Assault Android Cactus Plus. Is that, uh, is that like a running gun? I, who knows? <laughs> uh, Paperbound bra- paper Brawlers and Monument Builders Rushmore. Uh, so yeah, I think really the the biggest thing of note is uh, that Kirby's Extra Epic Yarn. What do you think? You think that's probably the last Nintendo game we're gonna see on 3DS? Oh man, that's the that's that's the rumor because you know every it seems like every console is like it ends with a Kirby game. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like yep. a Kirby game comes out and it's like oh well that's it. Um, I I don't know. I feel like the 3DS is still like. At least across the seas, like in Japan, it's still like a pretty big console. Like people still play it. There's, still- I mean, th- yeah, there are a lot of them out there for sure. Like, yeah. it's got an install base, but like, I don't know with with, uh, with Pokemon, Pokemon. Yeah, moving on. Yeah. Um, oh, we we got to get into the news. Uh, so uh, for, first, let let's close out this segment. We'll then work our way towards the news. Sweet, sweet, sweet. But first, it's time for 433. In 1952, American composer John Cage wrote a piece called 433, wherein a performer or group of performers didn't play their instruments for four minutes and 33 seconds. For the purposes of this show, our instruments are talking about Nintendo. So, for the duration of one performance of 433, Matt and I will talk about something not at all Nintendo-related, thus fulfilling the contract of the piece. Um, Matt, I have given you uh, a few makeshift envelopes that Mm. mark... Uh, put topics in for us to discuss. Uh, would you like to select one and read it, and we will discuss? I feel good about this one that's green. Okay, going for like the green, green one. All right, here we go. Here we go. The topic is, <clears throat> did you, <laughs> this is great. Did you have a computer lab in elementary school? If so, what were your favorite games and activities to play? What a great question. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> wow. Uh, we did have a computer lab same, in, in, in our elementary school. It was... Uh, they like cut a part off the library mm. um, and like walled it off separate. And they're like, well, library's just smaller now. So oh, no. So you can have a computer lab. Oh, ours were like, they built like a, one of those, uh, they built like a small building, like the ones you build really quick, like a little compact, compact building. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like, sure. Yeah. I, for my mind is just like, call it a pop up. It's a pop up building. It's probably, yeah, a pop up building. <laughs> that's not right, though. Yeah. <laughs> and we had ours in there, and uh, I remember we had like the, it was a bunch of Macs. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was the colored ones that had like, they were like kind of like blue, like see through shelled on the back. Or, yeah, you know, yeah, and, like, yeah. Orange yeah. and green. Uh, that's the ones we use a lot. And we actually went in there a lot, and it kind of tricked me because like I, I played a lot of games, and like they felt like real games. And, uh, Particularly, my favorite one was Math Blasters. I loved Math Blasters. Man. Math Blasters is fun. Yeah. Um, I, that just made me think of Math Blaster Mysteries. Is that a thing? Oh, I don't know. I don't. I. I don't know either. I can't support that at all. Yeah. Why would I bring it up, man? There were multi- I do know there were multiple Math Blasters. But yeah. Maybe that was one of them. Um. Yeah. What, so what? What did you like about Math Blasters? Oh man, it's been years. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah. This is t- well, it's- yeah, yeah. <laughs> do, I, do I still pl- I still grind in Math Blasters today, man? I get oh man, the so end game content is so good. Yo, my times tables are way better now than they were back then. You know? <laughs> oh oh man. man, 
Uh, it felt. I felt like a, to me, it was like it felt like a two D platformer. Um, mm-hmm. if I recall, like I remember the feel, like you, you know, left, right, up, down, whatever. Like you, and you control the math blaster. Yeah. Uh, and I just like he, it felt like he like shot things too, right? Like he would like. I, yeah, I feel like that's true. That that, and you were just like running around like grabbing numbers and. stuff stuff i remember solving there were like it would be like a like four plus three you know and you had to type in seven right and then right and that would get your uh your nut your your thing to work i don't remember how i remember it being fast but i don't remember specifically how huh you know um did you ever play the number or super munchers games number munchers or super munchers yes yes I, dude that's like oh my god I feel like you just bing bonged my that memory back because that was yes. like in the forgotten, mm-hmm. and I, I those names I remember all those names. Yeah, you're like a green frog thing moving around like a five by five grid, <laughs> and at the top it'll say like multiples of three, and then you're like nine, fifteen, twenty one. Dude, I totally remember that. Yeah, that's crazy. I forgot about. Thank you for bringing that back into my mind. You're welcome. Um, there there was a a spelling game that we used to play that was like a uh, a track and field themed spelling game. Um, and at the end of every like unit, you had to like run a long race as the, mm. it's like a frog. Right. Um, and it had really bad uh, like speech uh, capabilities. So like <laughs> you would type in your name and it would be like, hello, Patrick. Um, and whenever you would win those races at the end, it would say uh, it would congratulate you on winning either the gold silver or bronze medal like depending on how well you did um and so like i just have this like this sound burned into my brain of it going congratulations on winning the gold medal patrick (laughs) (laughs) that's that's technology at the time was way ahead of its time oh yeah pretty crazy uh, of course, Oregon Trail was one mm-hmm. that we did a lot of, uh, and I always wanted to get to the raft level where you had to like raft south oh, to California yeah. from Oregon, and that was like because to me that was like I mean Oregon Trail itself is like you know a, you know a, a text ter- a text based RPG in a way. Oh, oh. Uh, yes. Well, I guess we will. Uh, we'll never know the we'll end. Never, of that. We'll never know the end of that anecdote. Yeah. Uh, we were accompanied today by the K two Orchestra. Uh, all right, Matt. Let's get into the news. On Pokemon Day last week, which was Tuesday, um, Nintendo put up a special Pokemon Direct on their YouTube channel, revealing the long-awaited eighth generation in the franchise. Uh, The games are called Pokemon Sword and Shield, and they take place in the Galar region. Uh, So first things first, they revealed the new starters for Galar. They are Scorbunny, Sobel, and Grookey. Yeah. Uh, so Scorbunny, as we know, is a charismatic fire rabbit. Mm-hmm. Um, Sobel is an anxious water lizard, and Grookey is a playful grass monkey. Yeah. How do you feel about these guys, Matt? Ah, uh, man, I'm. Uh, I do like them a lot. Um, you know, I, I kind of, I, I thought it was interesting that we went monkey again. I feel like we, we've had a monkey starter before with uh, uh, uh Chimchar. Chimchar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I, I that was really, a while ago though. Chimchar is like he's is he Gen Four? Oh, someone's gonna be like they didn't get it right. Nerd card revoked. Uh, <laughs> no, no! Um, we have our Pokemon related nerd cards revoked all the time. <laughs> Mark, it's, it's, Mark and I are so bad at Pokemon. I mean, it's so extensive. Like I, unless you, I don't know. I feel like I I, I always I'm pretty loose about Pokemon because yeah. like 
like I don't like. There's so much. There's so <laughs> much. There's so much. Like I, I know the Pokemon, but I don't know which generation they're from. Like, no, it's I too much. It's too much. I don't much think that know. matters, you know. <laughs> uh, and everyone hates us now. <laughs> uh, no, but no, I, no, they're I, on board. They're on board. I, I think they're, 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 they look great. I like the their distinct personalities. I I love. I I think I really love Sobble. Um, Sobble's your boy. Sobble's my boy. Sobble is like the, it's basically Deku from My Hero Academia incarnate. It's got that same energy, you know. Is always crying, but get the job done. Uh, uh-huh. And Score Bunny reminds me uh, of a Digimon. Uh, it reminds me of, like Terriermon and Impmon. Oh, um, I'm I'm out of my depth on uh, on on Digimon. There, it's like it's got more of like a I would say humanistic personality to mm. it. Like it feels a little more like um, yeah, it feels almost like a Looney Tune. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I love them, dude. I think they're 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 so they're so really cute. Um, I like that they are so similarly shaped yeah. in, in their first evolutions. Like they, with, with the exception of like the ears and the fin, they all have like identical silhouettes. Like they look just exactly the same, basically. Yeah. Um, uh, but, uh, I, I, I like, I like the Grookey. I um, do like Grookey. I'm torn between Sabo and Grookey, to be honest. I mean, Grookey just, he seems like he's going to be fun yeah. and like, he wants to like hang out with you and like, I, I can't tell if that little stick is because he's got like a little stick that he keeps in his hair and i can't tell if that's like a musical instrument or a weapon and either way i'm into it i kind of hope it's a musical instrument like a drink gets like a big old grass drum at the end you oh, know kind of a big old grass <laughs> oh, drum that'd be so sweet uh i'd be all about that you yeah. know um but, you know i was actually talking to emily rose uh mm-hmm. we did like a trailer reaction for this at hyper rpg and and one of the things that emily brought up that i think this is interesting because you know the gal the gallery gallery region gallery, mm-hmm. um it's uh it's it's set in like you know it looks like uk england mm-hmm. kind of like a world right yes um so and she thinks that the final evolutions of these pokemon are going to be based on uh like uk mythology like english mythology so like yeah like for example the one that she pointed out to me was sobble she thinks is going to turn into like the loch ness monster kind of a deal that's why you can turn invisible and stuff and why it's such a shy pokemon yeah like, yeah this uh that that makes perfect sense to me yeah um I, uh, I guess I don't totally track what the other two Pokemon become. Right, I don't. But that's—I mean—that's—that's that's a a great prediction for how that line evolves. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I, I'm I'm for that. I dig that. Um. Uh. So j- just uh, jamming through the uh, the bullet points I have here, the Galar region uh, has an environment like you say, very similar to the United Kingdom, complete with idyllic uh, English villages, um, soccer-like stadiums, and at least one London-esque metropolis. Yeah. Um. Like a a new modern fancy looking city mm-hmm. um the englishness of the setting is also underscored by the outfits of the trainers uh which include a lot of cable knit sweaters and tams they're all <laughs> wearing those like <laughs> <laughs> those like warm little beret things um and then it looks like there's also an extensive uh rail system throughout galler so you're going to be taking trains to get places which is awesome that's mm-hmm. so such a cool um i don't think we've had a system that like a, like a train system in a in the games I can think of. Yeah, no, not that I can think of either. But yeah, it's it's nice to uh, just know that there's like part of the fast travel built in there yeah. that like makes sense to the world. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, you know, what I really, I, I the that Pokemon, like the, the soccer stadium. Yeah, dude, like that was like that was. I think for me, that was the first time in a main series Pokemon game where it feels like, oh man, like this is a gym battle, or yeah. or or maybe that's the Elite Four, but. You know, usually it's like, oh, there's three people watching this community event, you know, but, yeah, but this yeah. one felt like an event. And I was like, they were able to, I hope all the gyms feel like that. 
Um, that might be the Elite Four. I have no idea, but I love mm-hmm. the theme. Uh, you know, in the UK, soccer is huge, fo- or football is huge over there. Right. Um, so it, it makes sense that that would be kind of the theme of the gyms or whatever that is, you know? Yeah. No, it seems really cool. And like, uh, just a way to like make some trainer battles feel really hype and cool. Yeah. You know, because like normally when you're playing a Pokemon game, a. Uh, a trainer battle in a gym doesn't feel any different really than like a different another trainer battle right but like if this one is set in a huge stadium with like people cheering and stuff like yeah that's cool yeah that's it's ooh, ooh it gives me chills ooh. thinking about it like oh my gosh and i love this there's like a little bit of a steampunkiness to the world too like yeah everything's kind of powered by ge- a lot of gears a lot of yeah a lot of big gears work, i guess because i mean oh yeah, that makes sense yeah. because if it's like english it's like, i don't know i think big ben mm-hmm, sure uh so <laughs> big ben is english that's right <laughs> clocks Ooh. <laughs> i don't know that's like that's kind of i think that's really cool um like all the gears and stuff like that like it's gotta lead to something interesting yeah like i don't know worlds and stuff yeah, and it seems like there, there's a, especially if um, Emily's theory about the, uh, uh, the Pokemon uh, is, like, their evolutions uh, is true, um, I like how much seems to be driven by the, like, theme of the region, right? That, yeah. like, it seems very, it seems very English. And, like, I, if this whole thing is going to be in that nice package, like, you know, I, I think Sun and Moon did that pretty well of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the Alolan stuff all feeling kind of unified. Yeah. Um, but like this is that cranked up to a million. And, and yeah, I totally agree, man. Well, something that I, I kind of wish that they kept, but I think they took out. What I really liked about Let's Go Eevee and Pikachu is seeing the Pokemon uh, walking around in world and you were able to approach them that way. It looks like we're going back to random encounters. Yeah, um, but it does look like random encounters are back. Yeah. 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 And uh, I, like. I like I, I I like random encounters because that means we get a battle, you know. Um, mm-hmm. but I also really dug, you know, the being like seeing them walk around. I I like that mechanic a lot. Yeah, I mean, it makes the world feel more alive, right? Yeah, yeah, and it's like a little easier to like, you know, to train. I, I like, get the ones you want. Yeah, know. yeah, you can at least proceed with a little bit more intention, right? Of yeah. like, no, I'm going for that one. I yeah. can see it. I'm gonna get them. <laughs> Um, uh, just a, a couple things here and then we can, uh, b- bounce on this. Um, but, uh, Shigeru Omori, who is the director, um, said that they were challenging, uh, quote, we are challenging ourselves to try new things while still treasuring what makes Pokemon special. So, you know, that's kind of the line they tell with all of these things is like, no, there'll be something new in here, but it'll, yeah. it'll be Pokemon. And like, it looks, it sure looks like a new Pokemon game. Exactly. And it's still going to be like, it's going to be such a great game. Uh, I'm still waiting for the day, and like I don't think we'll ever get it. Where it's like still the mainstream Pokemon game. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, I really want it to have this kind of open world, like you know, like kind of Skyrim feel to it, where you, where where you can get quests. Like you can go on like oh, it's like yeah. like even if it's like oh like something as simple as like oh like I need Rattatas for my studies. Like and you have to go like, you know like just like things that like like where you can go get sidetracked from the main plot more. Yeah. Um, because you get that in Pokemon, but not as like, I want like to go to town. You know? Right. You want like the open world Pokemon. Give me like a subclass. I want to be like a Pokemon breeder. You know what I mean? Or like, Oh or man, a, that a, would be so good. If you could like pick a trainer class. Right. That'd be so oh, fun. man. And then you can like, it'd be so much fun. Uh, Cause you'd still be a gym train, a trainer. You'd still be like going for the Pokemon league. Stuff, right. But you had like this class, like you could be like a Pokemon cook or whatever. And like, you could be like a, a doctor. I don't know. I think there'd be really cool stuff, but we won't get that for a long time. Cause they like to stay close to like the original kind of IP. I mean, they know what they're doing, right? They really do. 
Um, these games are due out later this year, and we are also uh, promised, pl- uh, quote, uh, plenty is in the works that we hope will delight you uh, in 2019. Yeah, and I'm excited to see that, because like, for, for a standalone direct, I was actually expecting more. Um, yeah. It seemed like something that you would drop at the end of a regular direct, which probably was going to happen, but they wanted to wait for Pokemon Day, the Detective Pikachu trailer, uh, right. all that stuff kind of takes into account but i feel like that was it, the direct itself would have been perfect at the end of a regular direct yeah well and i, I wonder if uh because the direct that we got in february like in the beginning of february uh felt so late right it did yeah like yeah. i wonder if uh the majority of that content like maybe was planned for uh, uh a january direct and then you know the metroid prime 4 stuff got all kind of like wonky yeah um and then, like, everything just kind of gets pushed back. And then they're like, oh, this Pokemon thing doesn't have anywhere to live now. It'll just go out on Pokemon Day. It's fine. Pokemon can do seven minutes by itself. Nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll all show up. Well, I'm, I was there at six in the morning. Yeah. It was very oh. early. <laughs> and you had to do a trailer reaction at, when you're just rolling out of bed. Like, this looks awesome. Yeah, <laughs> oh, Let's go back to sleep. <laughs> uh, Nintendo of Japan updated its recruitment webpage last week, and it gave us some insights into what it's like working at Nintendo. Um, here are some numbers. Let's talk about these numbers. All right. um, the number of employees working for Nintendo in Japan is 2,271. The average age of the employees is 80. No, that's wrong. <laughs> 38.6, um, which is younger than I would have expected. Yeah. Um, average length of employment is 13.5 years, which in games is uh, crazy. Yeah. Uh, the average workday is seven hours and 45 minutes, and the average annual salary is $80,000. Wow. They're a great company. Nintendo seems like they're a great company. I mean, you know, if you go to, like, have you been to Nintendo America? Mm-mm. It's, everyone there is really cool, and like, they take you really good care. There's a Mario Cafe, like, that's super really, it's like, really it was actually really good food and there stuff there should be like, mario cafes everywhere i think so too right that's what i'm saying uh but man like I, I, I can tell that they take good care of their you know i mean you had reggie as like the lead over here you right know? Like, i can imagine what's like over there um well and you know there, there are those stories of like uh iwata uh cutting his salary in half because like they didn't meet some like kind of sales goal they's like no you know instead of laying people off uh when we're when we have to tighten our belts a little bit um that like we'll just do it from the people that can afford to you know like that's really cool understanding that like the company isn't just like uh, a bunch of money and ip like it's also the people that are are making it yeah and like you have happy people you have happy products i think that shows in their product too man mm-hmm. i really like you said like i really really do like uh th- that kind of mentality kind of promotes this general positivity and i think nintendo for the most part is a very positive community totally um you know uh, unless you're talking about Smash characters, I guess. Um, but, <laughs> but for the most part, like it's everyone's like really positive, and it's all about family, and like it's all about sharing the gaming experience together. And I think that's really special. Yep, me too. Uh, there are some new updates coming to Mario Tennis Aces, uh, or some new some updates came last week um, in version two point three point zero. The update includes uh, Pauline as a playable character. The old jump up superstar herself. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then there is a new co-op challenge. It is the Shy Guy Train uh, Tussle. Um, there's some other character rebalancing and um, just other stuff to generally improve gameplay. That's great. I'm cl- that's so cool. It's still making content for that game, man. Yeah, it's nuts. Like, uh, the, did this come out last? It must have it come out, out last June. year. It came out June. It came out June 18th. 
Um, and that it's been, I feel like it's been a, just like a quiet simmer. Like the game didn't really blow up when it came out. Yeah. And like just every now and then Nintendo's like, oh yeah, we're putting Rosalina and Aluma in there there's to play a, tennis with there's you. There's additional like story mode. Did you know that? Like, Is I, there really? They added an additional like story mode island and like I Whoa. haven't touched it. I played the main story. I didn't, I didn't go back for that yet. Yeah, me too. Um, but I need to because I really liked the main story. It was fun. Yeah, I mean, it, it got difficult, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Um, and then uh, in, in addition to um, the things that we just mentioned, there are two more characters coming to Aces. Um, Kamek is available in April and Dry Bones in May. Um, and all you have to do to get them in April and May is play one online tournament in April and May. Yeah. Um, but if you don't do that, they're both available the months after, so May and June. Can you can you still get characters? Um, like. I, I've missed. Oh, good, because like I've like yeah. I haven't played uh since like October. But the yeah. last I got was you know I think I last one I got was Diddy Kong. Yeah, I think the I think the only extra character I got was the the first one that they put out. Yeah. Um. But yeah, if you uh if you don't play a tournament in the like special month, um, then you they just come out the next month. Oh, that and makes you don't sense. have to do anything to unlock them. So it's just uh it's an incentive to play the uh the online uh tournaments, but you're not really penalized for for not doing it. Cool. That's great. Mm -hmm. Uh, Evo 2019, the fighting game tournament, uh, has revealed its full lineup of main stage tournaments. Um, uh, At some point last week, they uh, announced this stuff. Are you into uh, fighting games or Evo or the fighting game community? I watch uh, highlights for Smash, Mm -hmm. and I actually like watching Splatoon. Um, I think you know, Splatoon is a great game to watch in, in, uh, in an Evo environment because it comes down to the wire every time, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so the, the games that they announced uh, for, for Evo are uh, Undernight in Birth, which is a game I know literally nothing about. What is that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It seems like word salad to me. <laughs> um, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, uh, which, of course, is on Switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we should point out, this is the first year in a long time that Super Smash Brothers Melee has not been on this list. Oh, that would explain the memes I've been seeing. <laughs> there you go. Now you understand. Yeah. Yeah, so Melee has obviously uh, is such a legacy game, and the people who love Melee uh, will never stop loving it. Yeah. Um, but Evo said, hey, love it somewhere else. Did you ever see the, the Melee turn, uh, Smash documentary that they made? No, I never did. They made a, a documentary about the fighting of the, you know, the championship fighting stuff for yeah. Melee, and... Uh, it's on YouTube. You watch it all. It's like four hours long, but oh. but like four hours long with like thirty minute episodes. You know right, I mean? right, sure. Um, and it's it's fascinating. Like you know, it was like East Coast versus West Coast kind of thing. Like yep. people call each other. Like like oh, I know like this guy was in New York, so I came out to New York. And like it's it's like really interesting. Um, and it made me realize I am okay at Smash. <laughs> uh, I can. I, I feel the same way. I I like uh I like Street Fighter a lot. And uh, you know, anytime I'm like. Oh yeah, I'm gonna dig into like the Street Fighter community, and I'm like, oh man, yeah, <laughs> there's so much here, yeah, and I just can't can't even hang, <laughs> not even close. I'm with you there, man, for sure. Uh, the the other games that are on this this list are Dragon Ball Fighter Z, Blaze Blue Cross t- Cross Tag Battle, Tekken Seven, Street Fighter Five Arcade Edition, Soul Calibur Six, and Mortal Kombat Eleven, and the new Samurai Showdown game, hmm. which uh, didn't have a release date um we recently learned that it was going to be coming out sometime during the summer um and that's good because evo is uh august 2nd through the 4th in las vegas yep so hopefully samurai showdown will be out long enough for people to have any idea what it's like 
Yeah. Before bringing it into tournament play. Hopefully it's good. <laughs> yeah. No one even knows if it's good. Yeah, one can only hope that when we hold this tournament, people will be excited for it. I mean, I think people like Sam's show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I I don't really know much about it, but it sounds cool. Yeah. Well, it's, it's Samurai's. Samurai's are dope. What's not to like? Yeah. The Resident Evil Origins collection is currently available for pre-order on both Amazon and GameStop. The game price is listed as $59.99, which is perhaps a little steep for some old games. Yeah, uh, that comes with, what, four, uh, one, four, and three? So the Resident Evil Origins collection is just um, the remake of one Mm -hmm. and zero. That's it? That's it. But they are making four, I, I, yeah. Yeah, four That's is it. also coming. So here, uh, just uh, to a little follow-up there, the Nintendo website lists the price of each of the individual games, uh, 0, 1, and 4, as twenty nine ninety nine each. That's that's steep, It's man. too much, right? That's, you could get that on Steam for like five bucks, you know? Like, yeah. That's, I know you're trying to make up, because they're probably doing it physical form. So they're, but they're, not for four. Four is only coming digitally. No way. They're still charging that. That's crazy. It Here's the thing. It won't stay there forever. No, it won't. You'll see that. Like, put down your wish list. Yeah, uh, that's and right. It'll drop. It will for sure drop. Like, that's, that's steep. And yeah. it's only, I feel like the only reason to justify the, you know, uh, zero and one um, is that, you know, it's for the cartridge. Because the cartridge kind of expensive. To it's got to be big. Yeah. But still, it's, I mean, 60 bucks is a lot for for those two games together and 30 is too much for any of those games on, on their own. Yeah. Like they're good games but like you played them multiple times. Yeah. I mean how many <laughs> how many times have you played Resident Evil 4, you know? I think I haven't played Resident Evil 4 in like 10 years. Oh. Like I think I think the last time I played it was my GameCube copy on Wii. A long time ago. Oh, did you know Switch is coming out with the remake? Oh yeah, 30, what's it going to cost? $30. <laughs> yeah. You can relive that. Ten years, ten years uh, of history has gone by, and you can relive that. Friday the 13th, the game Ultimate Slasher Edition, the asymmetrical multiplayer horror game, is coming to Switch in the spring, as is Saints Row the Third, the full package. Both games coming to Switch in the spring. Hmm. Um, well, I don't really have too much uh, to say about this, other than it's uh, neat, to, neat or weird. I actually can't tell whether I like it or not. Um, I don't know either. I think they're... It seems like a, a a a way to get people to use the app, but it might not even have the app, you know, capabilities. Because part of Friday the Thirteenth is the in-game voice, where you like mm-hmm. you either you could talk to each other, like through like you find walkie-talkies, you could talk to your like team and like try to escape, and or you could be Freddy and like you do funny voices. Like some guy killed me as Mickey Mouse, and I was like, oh, this is terrifying. <laughs> um, yeah, but like that was a huge part of the game, so I right. wonder how they're going to. I don't imagine they're going to have that in-game, like. I don't know. Right, but if you're not able to coordinate with people to uh, take on Jason, like, what what are you supposed to do? What are you supposed to do? I I, I mean, you're you could, supposed to die. I guess so. I, it's interesting to see how that's going to work on the Switch. I think you know. Yeah, totally. Um, it's cool that they're bringing it. Um, but I just want to know like how it's such a PC game. Like mm-hmm. it's meant to be, and the, like. You know, maybe I can see only Xbox Live and stuff, but well, so and I mean, both this and Saints Row don't feel like uh, natural fits yeah. for for the Switch. Um, and I just I, like I'm always curious as to how those kinds of games 
uh, yeah. end up end up doing on on the platform. Well, you know, because Dead by Daylight uh, did that come out already for the Switch? Did they already launched? Not sure. Well, that that game though, it's it's basically Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, but on a smaller scale. So that one makes more sense to me to be on the Switch because you don't need to really communicate the way you do in Friday the Thirteenth because the va- map is significantly smaller. Wait, is Dead by Daylight the one that they showed in the direct a couple weeks ago yes. that looked real bad? Yeah. Looked real rough. Yeah, yeah. It looked um, pretty bad. Oh, poor Dead by Daylight. I know. That's a fun game, too. But yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, play it somewhere else. Uh, and <laughs> Maybe it'll be cheaper. Yeah. Uh, and finally, if you're interested in playing the Damon X Machina demo um, but haven't downloaded it yet for whatever reason, um, Nintendo has put a ticking clock on this thing. The demo will be removed from the eShop on March 11th so a little less than a week you can download it now and and feel significantly meh Uh, so uh i assume (laughs) matt that you played it and didn't feel great about it i was pretty bummed because like i really looked forward to it saying that the e3 and the e3 direct i was like this looks awesome and it's it's like i mean it's still early but like it's so slow it needs to be faster i think and the in the dialogue is (laughs) is terrible oh man that dialogue so i can't i can't and you know like they're they're uh, they're reaching out for feedback on these things and like what can we change and like is it too slow? That's something that they can address between yes. now and a release date. The dialogue is bad. They're not gonna change any of that. <laughs> no way. This man. stuff is locked in stone, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, Matt. Let's get out of the news. All right, that is going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Matt! Yes! Thank you for doing this with me. I'm so happy I got to be here. Anytime, man. Thank you for having me. For yeah, real. this this was super fun. Is there yeah. anything that you would like to plug at this time? Yeah, so, yeah, we as you said, we mentioned earlier in the episode, we just did an episode of the Ultimate Fictional Character Podcast. Uh, Patrick just came on and guested on it, and um, that podcast is a lot of fun. You should check it out. We pit four characters a week randomly against each other to see and have a discussion as to who is the best. It's less of a like a defending one character, more of a discussion on who we think is the best character. And 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 best is so all encompassing mm-hmm. and sometimes it means one thing and sometimes it means something else. Yeah. It's all about fun. It's all look, it's all about fun. We're having fun. We're having fun. But you can check that out. Um you know, um check that out at uh Ultimate Fictional Character Podcast on iTunes or um Podbean and all that stuff. So yeah. Great. Um, and then also remember to uh, rate, review, and subscribe to this show mm-hmm. on Apple Podcasts. If you like the episode, you can share it with people on Facebook or Twitter, wherever you share stuff that helps us out um, tremendously. Uh, you should follow us on Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Matt is at the Matt Acevedo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Mark, who is not here, is at MKE Mitchell. The show is at Nincart Society. Um, and you can check out the Facebook page, which of course is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by 8 Betty. You can get more of his music by going to apebetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Matt Acevedo, this is Patrick Eller saying thanks for listening.